Putin, Zelensky, Biden, NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on The John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. A problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, to installation, RE Coogan Heating. Proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401 732-6562. It's Kogi. It's 24-hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Kogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. So many different people to thank. And folks, please support them. I wouldn't be able to pull off a broadcast like this, have an incredible uh, coverage like this, if not for some of our fantastic sponsors. Keep the program going. Again, like the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Jim and the staff, delicious Polish food. I can't wait to eat there once I return to the United States. Stop in at the Coesed Inn. And also, don't forget, uh, Sweet 16 March Madness is taken off at End Zone Sports Pub, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Dana. Don't forget, karaoke Friday, Saturday night, start at 830 clean family friendly nice crowd i'm going to be drinking there when i get back and having some delicious uh, appetizers it's end zone sports pub and folks i also want to uh, thank again paul manville john the roofer one 906 roof i could have used the big guy on this trip <laughs> without question uh as things continue to get dicier now i want to bring you up to speed now what we're going to do a little bit today as you're hearing this is uh I am on the move, and so we're going to use some of this time to uh, get everybody up to speed on some of the guests we've had, some of the programming. So as you're hearing some of this, there's, uh, whenever you're on this type, of, um, this type of excursion, so to speak, there, there's going to be, um, you, you, you have to factor in time for travel days, and sometimes things happen during the course of when you would normally be on the air and so i i hope people would just be patient understanding if in fact you hear a segment and you say well wait a minute i i already heard that just understand that due to the nature of situation that i'm in and so forth that some of it sometimes we're gonna make sure everybody catches some of it but some of it could just play into the element of travel but um but this is big biden says u.s would quote respond to russia if putin, putin uses chemical or biological weapons so president biden said nato would respond in kind if they use weapons of mass destruction in ukraine folks this is big because there has been this business where president biden kept saying we're going to defend every inch of nato territory but as people know or maybe that you don't realize that one of the reasons why uh putin got so aggressive in going after ukraine was because in fact they kept saying that they they wanted to join nato and so um and then as a result of that is when he put the troops on the border uh biden said we will respond if he uses it the nature of the response depends on the nature of the use and biden also said support an effort to expel russia from the g20 group of economies folks I, they can't do enough 
things to them. This has to, he has to be stopped. And I understand some of the things I hear. What about our country? What you, you, you don't get it. Like th- this evil threat where someone just decides, you know what? I'm just going to invade and I'm going to use force. And I'm going to take land in thuggery and force and bombing and killing people. It, it can't stand. You know, we, we haven't had something like this in quite some time and, and in a long time. And it has to end. And it's got to end with this. And now is the time to, to end it. And I understand, you know, there's bad characters in the world. And people want to talk about things that are going on in China and so forth. Um, in, 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 in different parts of the world and some of the things that have happened in Syria. But, you know, th- this could impact all of Europe. And Putin has lost his mind and he's evil. And it's as simple as that. I don't think it's complicated. Some people think it is. Biden said that NATO would respond in kind if they use weapons of mass destruction. What else? We'll respond if he uses it. So, you know, call his bluff. They have to start standing up to him. This is ridiculous. He's calling all the shots. All of this business of, you know, they don't want to do anything to escalate it. What, what more do you need? He's bombing a country. He wants to move in there. He wants to just pummel the place. All kind of uh, atrocities are taking place. This has to end. And it's got to end immediately. And it's bad. And, and they're, they're, I'm glad there's pushback on certain people that have been falling for this false, fake propaganda from Russia and China. And I will repeat, Ukraine does not have nuclear weapons. If they have nuclear weapons, then they're violating the Budapest pact that was signed in 1994. And I also want to repeat, if they have nuclear weapons, why didn't President Trump do something about it? You know why he didn't do anything about it? Because they don't have them. It's all false. It's all lies. And you're going to do yourself a big favor if you will stop repeating these ridiculous lies that have already been disproven. Some people, I know it's nerve-wracking, and I know people want to go in the bunker, and they're not sure what to make of all of this. It's actually very simple. You know, Zelensky is the good guy. I don't care where he was before this, and I don't care where he's going after it. Right now, they completely misjudged him. Our intelligence misjudged him. You know, you go back in February, and President Biden said it would be a small incursion. It doesn't seem like a small incursion. It's these bombing parts and cities to pummeling them and just bringing down the hammer president biden also and our intelligence they misjudged the ukrainian military Zelensky, and their willingness to fight and they are fighting so i i can't stress that enough this whole thing right now the world the world has to step up to him and I, I'm sorry, I, I don't have sympathy for the Russian people. I don't. And I know it's unfair. But, you know, we, we're talking about the Ukrainian people are being killed. Their homes and businesses are being destroyed. I'm sorry if some Russian violin player is being snubbed at the symphony. He doesn't have my sympathy. Oh, is that not fair? You know what's not fair? The fact that Putin is demolishing the country next to him, and then threatening to use nuclear weapons on the rest of the world. Let's put this in perspective. And this is not the same as the Japanese in internment camps in the Second World War. That was, you know, we were caught off guard by Pearl Harbor. There, there were Japanese spies that were in the United States. No one's proud of that, but they certainly weren't killed. No, it was, it was a, a dark part of our history but it pales in comparison to what was going on it also pales in comparison to what the japanese did to the american soldiers no one was worse during world war ii than what the japanese soldiers did to the americans so i i you know spare me the some of them the americans had to go into internment camps and they emerged alive and they were fed and nothing compared to no no country was worse in prisoners of war than Jap- what the Japanese soldiers did to the Americans. Far worse than what the Germans did or anyone else. So never forget that. Or I know people don't want to highlight that. Listen, Biden was slow on this. No, no argument from me on that. But now the rest of the world is stepping up. Folks, look at what's happened. The, the world is stepping up against Putin. That's not a bad thing. It would be a bad thing if no one was doing anything. You know, today Ukraine, tomorrow could be the Baltic states, the next day could be Finland, and the day after that could be Poland. Listen, this is a threat. 
And I fully recognize for the past 20 years, we've been focused on Islamic terrorism. Uh, First it was Al-Qaeda and then ISIS. I fully get that. And again, Mitt Romney in that debate in 2012 with President Obama was 100% right when he said, no, Russia is the enemy. you got to watch them. Romney, to his credit, knew. He did see it. Uh, Obama was wrong. Obama was wrong. And during Obama and Biden, Putin felt enabled and started to, you know, he took, he took Crimea. And then it was the five-day, before that, it was the five-day war in Georgia. But the fact is, folks, it's where we land right now, March of 2022. Get on board the train. I, I don't understand these people. They're so reluctant. Um, it, what, what are people supposed to do? You know, I, I, I mean, people are upset that people are posting Ukrainian flags or hanging them. I, I don't know. It's a sign of support, right? After 9-11, when um, our European allies all over the world, people were saying, you know, today we're all Americans. What, 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 what do you expect people to do? Why does that bother people so much? What do you care? Then don't put it up. I don't want to see Zelensky treated as a hero. He's staying and fighting. That's the most courageous thing I've seen. He has, he has redeemed my faith in leadership compared to some of the complete clown show that we've had in this country. So if Zelensky's going to be the leader, then he's going to be the leader. But all of these people, I want to focus on our country. What about our border? And wake up. Stop believing the foolishness. Get in the game. This, is, this has to be stopped and stopped now. And we need to give them the uh, equipment that they need and weapons in order to fight him. You have a willing army, the Ukrainian military, and a willing president. Let him beat Putin, period. End of story. No further discussions. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by State Towing Service, Auto Sales and Repair, my friend Michael Salvatore, 24-hour towing. If you're a business owner, if you have some nitwits parking in your parking lot, call them, 401-331-0925. State Towing Service, the best, 380 Valley Street in Providence. Folks, it is the John DePietro Show. Again, if you're hearing this, please be flexible. A little bit of a travel Friday. So we're going to be in and out of the broadcast. You may hear a segment that you've heard in the past. I'm just asking you. To be flexible, I wouldn't be uh, running this, um, and you wouldn't be hearing this if it wasn't important. All right, a lot more ahead right here on The John DePietro Show. Visit our website, DePietro.com. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They are located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401 272 3340. Uh, Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Well, Dan, very exciting for you with Chicago. Uh, go Friars. It's it's late. I'm going to try to follow it best I can. I want to uh, jump into some of the bread and butter. Um, I'm curious to hear your reaction on Ed Pacheco deciding, ah, maybe this isn't the right time. I'm curious to just hear what you're hearing in the CD2 race that to me, I mean, it, it just seems, unless someone's going to get really active or come up with a big issue, um, I just think Seth Magazine is going to benefit from the, from the large field because he does have a base, he does have the war chest, and then everybody just, you know, kind of remains very scattered, just taking small, small points of the vote. Well, as you know, there's 
what people say publicly and then what everybody says behind the scenes and the public thing you know ed pacheco was pretty honest actually he said look couldn't raise enough money didn't want to waste people's money uh i'm gonna get out and and you know, I think all of us thought uh, he was an uphill battle because it, he was going to struggle to raise money. He's not been in the limelight for a long time. Behind the scenes, there's a lot of frustration among the candidates not named either Magazina or Magaziner or this this Sarah Morgenthau, who who we don't we have not met at all, uh, but yeah. who you know who is planning to put in mm-hmm. pretty significant resources. Um, th- you know, I know the other candidates feel like, boy, they're being we're being crowded out by you know two people who don't live in the district and who, uh, or you know, at least in Sarah's case, she has a home here but has lived in D.C. in a long time. Um, you know, th- th- there's frustration. I think the Pacheco f- supporters um, thought he had a path here, and then watched as everybody meaning the unions and the kind of insiders kind of surrounded and crowded him out and, and went with Seth Magaziner um, before really even giving anybody else a chance, you know? Um, so, so there's, there's some animosity right now, um, but your analysis is exactly right. I mean, it's going to be very hard at this point to beat Seth Magaziner in a democratic primary. He clearly um, has done all the things that he needed to do. He needed to, you know, raise the money. He needed to, consolidate with endorsements he's done those things um you know he he's still gonna face a major challenge whoever the republican is um you know i don't think he'll be the only person on the ballot in a democratic primary either but he's he's done all the things he needed to do uh to be considered the front runner in this race are you surprised that joy fox is not doing get out there, get attention, draw some response maybe back from magazine or something. I just find we're, we're hearing a lot about the I'm not a, mil- a millionaire or a lifetime politician line. I just when does that really gravitate to either resonate uh, voters or, you know, try to distance themselves from, you know, one of the opponents in the race? You know, I'm surprised by all of the candidates running for just about anything and how little they're actually doing in public right now. I mean, it's hard to get these guys with the exception to his credit of Dan McKee in a lot of ways, um, you know, and and he's the governor, so he has to be front and center. Generally speaking, it's hard to get these guys to do any kind of interviews or real like deep dives on sort of where they stand on things. Um, Yes, I agree in the, in the congressional race, especially, I do think it's a sign of, everyone is just calling every person they've ever had contact with to donate money. Cause it's, they, they, it's an arms race at this point. It's a terrible cliche to use given where you are, but it is all about, you know, raising the right amount of money and, uh, and showing that you're, you know, that, that you're serious. And remember you're up against March 31st is the, you know, is the deadline. So next week in terms of fundraising, and that's going to give you a sense of, where folks stand. I think you're going to see a Seth Magaziner with, you know, three quarters of a million to a million dollars. And if everybody else is coming in at, you know, $65,000, well, they're going to have decisions to make because, uh, you know, the difference being if you, if Joy Fox comes out and shows that, Hey, I've got a lot of people behind me and I raised $300,000. That's just a hypothetical number. Um, suddenly now people give her a second look, that allows her to kind of move the campaign along. But if she, if she's as low as, as Ed Pacheco, it sounds like was, um, she's going to have to pretty quickly make a decision to, you know, either go very negative to try to, you know, raise her profile and bring people down or probably get out of the race. Hey, um, and, and again, folks, to speak with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe, the Sarah Morgenthal, Dan McGowan, I, I just, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. She just kind of remains out there. She certainly has the credentials for it. Seems like she'd have the ability to raise the money. I'd be very curious to see her on a stage with uh, General Treasurer Seth Magaziner to see. And to me, and again, I, I don't know her at all, but just with the family history and what her you know resume looks like, I, she to me is someone that potentially in August 
could potentially catch fire and really make this a race for magazine. I think that's true. And, and I, you know, you have to assume the, the thing about running for office is, you know, you always think that the, the people who run always think it's easier than it, than it actually is. Right. They always think I'm going to yes. be a great candidate and everybody knows who I am and it's great. Yep. And really usually they find out that that's, it's, it's actually very hard and they, most people don't actually care or know who they are. Um, in her case, what will be interesting is because she does have kind of a political pedigree, it is entirely possible that she's actually very impressive on her feet and in a debate could really kind of settle in. And, and, and um, you know, and, and ha- she has the credentials to speak beyond Rhode Island. I think it's, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about the governor's race, but in the congressional race, there is something to be said about a candidate who can kind of talk to you about you know, foreign policy can tell you, you know, what they want to do in DC. Whereas I think Seth Magaziner is going to want to, you know, in some ways just talk about, look, my record as treasurer is really good. Look at all the unions that are with me. Well, that's lovely. And that would really help in in a governor's race. And it surely helps, you know, in, in an actual election in a primary here, but there could be a stark contrast. It's possible that Sarah will be more kind of, uh, just more ready for prime time on congressional issues. And yeah. that could, you know, the, the challenge becomes if it's a, it, you know, you picture those debates, you know, Tim White at PPAC, if there's five, six people on the stage, then it's possible you just don't emerge, you know, from that different than anybody else. If you're up against, you know, if, if you narrow this down to one-on-one, you know, then there's going to be very clear contrasts. And I think, um, you know, and then Seth Magazine is going to have to really bring his game to, to, to convince voters that, sure, you know, this, this newcomer might be nice and might seem great, but I've been the one that's been here for Rhode Islanders. I mean, that would be his case. Dean McGowan, what, is, what was your thought on the uh, Jessica De La Cruz rollout from last week? You know, I, I was a little underwhelmed by it. Yeah. Um, it, wasn't as, it wasn't as sharp as I thought she would come across. I will give her credit. I mean, I think she ha- she she is going to be kind of the candidate that she wants to be. She's going to be the more conservative person in that primary. Um, you know, I th- I do think she's more credible uh, in many ways than than Bob Lancia. So I think you know she'll benefit to some degree around that. I just you know I thought this the entire way. It's not that Alan Fung is the you know most wonderful person on earth. He just knows how to run these races. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, he's good at the math part of, of electoral politics until I see that he's not, I, it's hard to kind of count him out or really give Jessica De La Cruz, you know, much of a chance, um, you know, again, unless she can catch fire and, and, you know, maybe Alan steps in it, but in a, in a Republican primary where there's going to be so few voters, um, you know, Alan just knows where the votes are. He does. And he also knows how to raise money as well, which I think is going to give him a big advantage. We are going to talk about the governor's race, folks, and also the uh, race for the mayor of Providence. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. A lot more. Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. We're speaking with Dan McGowan of the Boston Globe. Dan, we finally are learning more about the nominee who's going to apparently will have no primary much different than four years ago ashley Collis, uh you know she's got a, a pretty slick video i'm not sure how it, it's edited 
but um, she now is finally making it official. She's going around making the rounds. I see she spoke with uh, your former colleague, Ted Nisi. She's going to do newsmakers. She's talking to Kathy Gregg. What does Dan McGowan think of the apparently the new candidate for governor? Well, I think it's really hard to come from out of nowhere and, and win governor especially because I do think you – um, you know, you, you do have to show some level of connection and kind of knowledge about Rhode Island. So there are things stacked up against her there. But on the flip side, it certainly sounds like she and her husband are pretty well off. So they have personal money that yep. they're willing to spend, um, you know, which is a huge part of this. Getting that free path in a Republican primary is beneficial for two reasons. One, you don't have to spend any money in the primary. Trying introducing yourself to Rhode Islanders. The number two thing, though, is, I mean, you know way better than me, John. You've covered it for years. The Republicans in Rhode Island are so divided because you have, you know, the people who love Alan Fung, the people who hate Alan Fung. I mean, usually it literally comes down to that oftentimes in the party. In this case, when you have a fresh-faced person you know, from what I'm hearing, I think everybody's kind of trying to get to know this person if you're, no matter what, because, you know, you, you it's it's not as though she took sides in the last, in the primary four or eight years ago. Um, so she has that chance if she can be kind of warm and welcoming. I think there are a lot of folks that will say, you know, look, look, I'll give her a chance. Um interestingly when i look at the field on the democratic side i I could see her playing it one of two ways if if you're running against if dan mckee wins the primary i think ashley uh chaos will run the kind of a similar campaign to uh to what helena folks was going to try to do i think she's going to try to come off as like kind of a competent professional you know uh businesswoman um which is a path they'd love to run on and it would be uh, you know, it would be one to kind of contrast with sort of the local mayor type, which is McKee. On the flip side, if you get a Helena Folks to get through a primary um, or Nellie Gourbet, but let's just use Helena Folks for, for example, I think Ashley Kalis has that chance to kind of come across as maybe like a more likable version of, of a Gina Raimondo. Good point. Yeah. Um, and, and that will be, you know, her, when you get to spend months and months not having to fight and, and, you know, and go negative and all these things, right now she has a chance to just come across as this, you know, caring mother who's been really fortunate in life and made money and, you know, is going to be fighting for big, you know, for those big issues that matter, particularly to suburban moms. Um, there's a path here, but... Oh. It's so early and it's such yeah. a it's such a situation where, you know, as I've been reminded forever, somebody that comes in with lots of money and you say, boy, they're they're wealthy. They could really self-fund this. Usually people who make a lot of money don't like spending their own money. And right. and that becomes, you know, if she's willing to write a check for three or four million bucks to get really serious in this race, I'll say, boy, she she can compete because this is not a state that's going to go 80 this is not the presidential election right in 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 a rhode island governor's race a republican is going to do okay um and so if if she can kind of build on that and 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 you know have the resources then she's very credible if she's somebody who says yeah i'm gonna write a check for a hundred thousand dollars to my campaign which is astronomical to most listeners including in in you and i but if, if she's gonna penny pinch this isn't going to work. And, uh, and I think you'll still almost certainly get a democratic governor uh, for the next four years. I think you're right, Dan McGowan. And also, listen, I want to be objective and, and give her a chance on the one hand, you know, people may warm up to the new energy. She's, you know, obviously energetic. It's a fresh face. Uh, it's a different type of candidate. The Republican party hasn't had someone like that. I like her idea of the education, making that a real issue. There's been a lot of complaints about, you know, whether it's, you know, the mass mandates in school or critical race theory. So a, a mother of three that says, you know, we need to change the education system of Rhode Island, go toe to toe against the teachers union. Um, I, I think that's I think she could potentially make that an issue to help benefit other candidates just to make it an issue in the forefront. I'm not sure, you know, if the state is ready to elect someone that, according to Eli Sherman, voted in Florida. And she's from Illinois yeah. and just bought a house last May. 
as I watched the video, and again, I'm, I'm trying to be fair. It, to me, it seems like an actress who's trying out for like a role. Like she's just repeating these lines. She doesn't know these lines. But um, in time, we'll see if she, maybe she's a quick learner. She also, you're right, benefits of not having the primary. And, and let's also see, and I'm going to come back to Dan McGowan. I think this is a tough climate to be a Democrat. I mean, if, if, uh, if it is Dan McKean, he's on a stage saying, you know, I'm going to deliver for you and President Biden's going to deliver. I, I, I think one of the problems like for Ed Pacheco and the rest is you're just playing defensive so much that you're not able to go on the offensive. I, I believe this is going to be a really tough climate to be a Democrat if you have a Republican who's willing to really throw some punches. Yeah, if you're a Democrat in this, you're right. The climate is bad for the Democrats, particularly on the you know congressional side. Um, the, the Democrats have lots of things working against it because, first of all, you know, if you're Dan McKee, you can't, you can't, you know, criticize Joe Biden's record because you've tried to be Joe Biden, essentially, in, in, in Rhode Island. Um, you know, and all these other guys are not going to, do you really think, is Helena Folks, whose mother, you know, was a college roommate of Nancy Pelosi, going to criticize the Democratic agenda? I, I, I would find that hard to believe. No. Uh, right? Nellie Gorbea, lifelong yeah. Democrat. Is she really going to, you know, be able to, to come, you know, come up against that sort of thing. The other challenge, I wrote this in Roadmap yesterday, and this is this is the opening for a, a, a good Republican candidate, is the Democrats forget just inflation and gas prices being so high and just a, a, a tough moment nationally. Um, the Democrats just don't know what they want to be when they grow up at this point, right? You've got, you, you, right. you, know, you know, they want to be all things to all people. They, you know, uh, one day everyone's moving far to the left. The next day, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, we got to get away from that. The, the Democrats just, they, they don't know how to, you know, kind of pick an agenda and stick to it. And you're seeing that trickle down to, you know, a, a Democratic primary here. I mean, there's no difference at this point between any of the candidates, you know, in terms of policy and views. They're all just trying to kind of one up each other yeah. and but but all have the same sort of ideas. And so this is where your chance, like you said, you know, I would love as somebody who, who really cares and, and thinks a lot about education, I would love education to be a forefront, you know, issue in this race. It, what it takes, though, is the candidate to say, you know, we're going to have we're going to really invest hard in school choice. You know, we're going to take on the teachers unions, because if yeah. it's all some Democratic line right. of. You know, we're all we're, we we want better schools, but we're not going to step on any toes. Well, then it's not an education race. It's just a matter of, you know, you're, you're lobbying That's for right. Money. You need contrast. And so if she's willing to do that and kind of willing to speak truth to power in some ways, I think that could come across as refreshing. Um, the question is, and you, you pointed it out in her video, you know, how ready is she going to be to actually speak about these issues? Right. Is it is it? The person who just happens to, you know, want this job that maybe she thinks is easier than it it looks to win, or is she going to be deeply invested in this and really come across as this kind of star candidate? It's just too soon to know. It is, and I'm again. Listen, and I don't want to discount. You know, she's standing on a stage with, and again, I'm going to say like a Dan McKee, and uh, we've we've seen this long trail of the insider deals and. And uh, you know, three thousand dollars here and there. Yep. I, I, I would, I'd be curious to see Dan McGowan how he would handle himself on a debate stage and trying to justify some of these things. He has to do it less in a primary. And speaking of of that, Dan McKee, Nelly Gobea, Helena, folks, Matt Brown, Louis, Daniel Moniz, Dan, Mc, Dan McGowan. Do you see any evidence this is anything different than right now? It's just a two person race between Dan McKee and Nelly Gobea. I keep waiting for either Matt Brown or Helena folks to try to jump up and want to change the dynamic. I just don't see it. I don't count out Helena folks just for all the reasons that we're talking about Ashley Kalis, right? If you right. have the money yes. and it sounds like you're willing to put it in, then I do think you're going to be a competitive candidate, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think the clear two kind of people who have emerged as the front runners are, uh, Dan, are the incumbent Dan McKee and, and, and Nellie Gorbea. Uh, and the, the, the interesting thing, though, they're just they're all so scared of their own shadows. None of them are yeah. willing to really go after their opponents or even just have big, bold ideas. I'll give credit to folks. She came out with a pretty ambitious education agenda, you know, and I talked to her about it last week. We were, we were just chatting and 
I said, you know, this is a lot of money you want to spend. Some of these things are really great ideas. How come there's nothing though about charter schools or school choice? Oh. You know, because and and that's the that's this this sort of a democratic agenda that they they just don't want to step on anybody's toes. Education is a great example, but there's so many things they just don't want to offend anybody. And when you're kind of swimming around in the mud or stuck in the mud, that gives the chance for somebody else to step up. It, by the way, it's the other reason why somebody like a, a Matt Brown potentially could emerge as, you know, I mean, hasn't done anything yet, but could emerge as just the person who's willing to say what's on his mind and have a very clear, much, much, much further to the left view of the world. You know, while everybody else is testing, you know, what sounds good and what the voters like, he, he just is who he is. Um, the thing is, is, for right now, he hasn't he just hasn't done anything. He hasn't put out any policy proposals. He hasn't. Uh, it doesn't seem like Zero. he's raising very much money. Nothing. He's just not doing very much. Hmm. Um, and as far as uh, uh, Rhode Island Governor T, obviously, he's got a big choice coming up to him McGowan with who's going to be the nukes colonel of the Rhode Island State Police, but it just seems business as usual. Uh, do less media, more uh, press conferences. You're giving away money. I'm sure he'd love to be next to Robert Kraft the other day. Um, they, to me, just seem like they have their path and they're just going to stay on that path. It does feel like he's doing the the thing that, that, that quite frankly, that I would do if I was the governor uh, for a short period of time, which is I would make sure I did all the cool things, right? Get get Robert yeah. Kraft in with the Super Bowl trophies. Uh, you know, go to the you know go to the Big East tournament. Make sure my picture gets taken. Yep. Uh, you know, just take advantage of the spotlight for as long as you have it. Um, you know, you can't count him out. He is the incumbent. He is the guy who who's going to sprinkle lots of money on lots of people. But that I go back to this idea that just. He, his his unwillingness to kind of offend people or or even just take strong positions. I mean, that's that's just been his biggest challenge, and he has a real um, he, he has a, a real tough choice now with with a new uh, you know colonel because he's going to have to he's going to have to make a a choice that for a Democratic primary voter you know is is probably he's going to be thinking about you know where they stand on you know, the issues in Providence and things like that. Like everything is political at this point in the governor's oh. office. Folks, uh, Dan McGowan, before I let you go, I um, did see that, I guess, the first uh, mayoral debate for Providence is being held. What, what do you think we're going to, speaking of quiet campaigns, what, what are we going to learn from, from this uh, first debate? Well, what I'm hoping to learn is just, you know, what's the one thing that, that each candidate kind of wants to do to stand out? Because to your point, this race more than any of them is, is one that is incredibly important and also just so quiet. Um, I think you're going to get a little bit more out of a Brett Smiley because I think next week he's going to roll out his, um, you know, officially roll out his campaign. But, you know, Right now, this will be a low, this is a low profile test. Rhode Island College is hosting a, a, a you know a, a candidate forum with all the, the mayoral candidates. Um, you know what what you want to learn is okay, who's going to be the candidate that's maybe a little more pro police? Who's going to be the defund candidate? Who's going to you know who, who's going to be really strong on trying to fix downtown and who isn't? I think this is our first chance to actually see how this could work, although. I will say, and I will warn people, these these candidates all are are following that same playbook of the rest of the Democratic primary or the Democratic Party, which is they're they're so concerned with not with just with offending anybody and with you know trying to um it, they just want to please everyone. So I think you're going to see a lot of kind of happy talk and a lot of similarities. If I'm if, if I were running, though, I would want to be the one person that stands up and says, I'm going to be the person that fixes the schools. And here's how or whatever it is, public safety, economic development, any of those things. You know, that's what I'm looking for. Who's going to stand out a little bit, maybe throw a punch or two. Hmm. Uh, the kid, the young man, I should say, that's running that debate. He's a great young kid. I had him on the air several years ago. He did a, a science or a school project that ended up on C-SPAN. And so I'm very happy for him. He invited me uh, to the debate before I had left. Um, so I, I'd be curious to see that. 
Dean McGowan, one last question. Uh, is Providence starting to return to normal uh, now that the, at least it seems the pandemic's in the rearview mirror, or is it, it still feel ghost town? My colleague, Alexa Gagas, has a great story about this in the Globe yeah. today. And, and, you know, the challenge is, is that you aren't seeing, you're not seeing workers come back to downtown mm. uh, very much. And until you do, I think the restaurants are all going to really struggle. I do think there is more signs of life. Credit to going back to the beginning. Credit to the PC basketball team for that in, in some ways. I think on, on those Saturday nights when, when PC is playing at the dunk, downtown feels alive again. But it's going to be a while. I mean, we're talking gears. You know, there people are now projecting potentially 2024 as the time you actually really start to see business travel take off again. And remember, Providence is a place where there are lots of conferences and things like that. Um, until you start to get all of those things back and the workers downtown, um, it becomes. You know, I think Providence is is going to really be kind of on the edge here it's it's really struggling it still does feel like a ghost town on most on most regular days if i walk downtown today uh i'm more likely to see probably fewer than five people than i am you know 50 people wow dean mcgowan one last thing i just want to leave with you and i think you'll appreciate it and it's it's you and i talk about this so you know, the benefit, if, if you go to and watch like every McKee press briefing, you start to pick up of when he's either like in a bad mood or yep. he's off or there's something up behind the scenes and, and whatever it may be. I also find that for court or whatever. It's just funny here. Like I'm, I was going to find coffee and all of a sudden there's, you know, 12 American servicemen. And then, you know, I, I'm like, OK, so that's different. And then you <laughs> see New York Times 82nd Airborne has more of a presence. One thing I've learned by being now I'm 10 miles from the border um, and I talk about this on the live stream is the amount of Polish military suddenly that are everywhere, like suddenly just from in the past two weeks, the amount of military presence. But then you see the reports that Putin is threatening Poland, that if they keep cooperating with Ukraine, that they're going to have problems. And I, I can tell you that just it, it is such a stressful atmosphere to be in where everyone is on edge. And um, and everywhere you go, and I was talking even just about like the taxi driver yesterday, and I said, how are things different, you know, now than they were just say three weeks ago or a month ago and so forth. And he's like, his his answer was stress. Everywhere you go, everyone's on stress. Hope, you know, afraid. Like, please, you know, tell me that we're not going to get dragged into this thing. But I come back to, but you know, when you're there and you're seeing it each day, that that's how you know it just comes through. You kind of pick up on the on the observations of it folks he is oh before i let him go he mentions roadmap and he's always breaking news and roadmap and dan mcgowan i'm still reading it even though i'm in eastern europe <laughs> folks listen right now how can people receive roadmap each morning free in their inbox yeah i believe you now get to uh to read it for lunch which i'm, I'm, I'm happy yes. for, for you right. um, <laughs> and i should say to go back to our beginning of our conversation it came to me Miami, Iowa State is who Providence okay, plays the, right. the okay. Providence or Kansas for the winner of. Right, uh, I should have yeah. known it too. Look, if if you're if you want uh, something free to your in to your email inbox every weekday morning, and now with basketball, you know the Friday night and certainly hopefully Sunday night, uh, it's very simple. Send me your a blank email to rinews at globe.com. I'll know what it is. Just send a blank email. Rinews at globe.com uh and you in like john said you get new stuff you get scoops you get just interesting little stories you get analysis all our stories in the globe and then just a rundown of what's happening there's a debate today you know there's a big committee meeting on marijuana things like that so ri news at globe.com and you'll start getting it first thing tomorrow morning dan mcdonald great job uh have a fun time go friars in chicago and we'll talk to you again be safe john thank you for what <laughs> you're doing talk soon thank you dan mcdonald Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 
688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. All right, folks, it's John DePietro. We're right in uh, Schmel at the train station, and I've run into someone who uh, not only are you a foreign fighter that signed up, you're going back for your second time. Yeah, true. Yeah. What, what was the first time like? I was like a hit in the face because everybody, war is war. But uh, when you go to the city, it's the thing that really sticks to you is the smell of the bodies, the, the, of the gunpowder. And because it's uh, freezing in the night and it's plus in the morning, so that the smell is just like terrible. That was the first thing. And the second thing, civilians were shot like 10, 10 meters, 30 feet in front of me. And that was just, no, 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 no. Where are you from and what's your first from, name? From Norway. My first name is Morten. Okay. And you decided to come in and now you're, you're going back for a second round. Yeah, I'm going wow. back for a second round. Oh. That is fantastic. Now, are you traveling with someone as well? I think I saw okay. this guy. Yeah, okay. this other guy. Okay. And uh, how is the Ukrainian soldiers and other people that are fighting? They're amazing. I, I don't know about uh, because I was uh, going down to you join the uh, the foreign legion, but I didn't. I yeah. I I don't want to say this on uh, this one. Okay. But uh, I, I I did something. I was there. I was fighting, but I was fighting with the people. So I'm not a, I'm like a war criminal because I was helping in my kind of way, you know? Okay. Um, and, and, uh, but you're motivated to go and help the people of Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, man. Okay. If you see a girl getting jumped, you would help her. Yes. Like if you have Russia against Ukraine, it's right. like I'm a big guy, you know? Yes, you can you see yes. I'm a big guy. And if I see a big guy attacking a girl, I would help her. It's yes. the same. For me, it's the same. Absolutely. They're lucky to have you. Good luck to you. Thank you, man. Okay. Take care, huh? All right, folks. There he is. And from Norway. Yeah, I'm from Norway. Norway. Yeah. Okay. Brood Awakenings and discovered the Brood difference. Two locations in Johnston, also in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, and then also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Brood Awakenings, they're local, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, great comfortable chairs, delicious breakfast sandwiches, lunch, great drinks and coffee, and plenty of room to spread out and meet people. I'll see you, and you'll discover the brood difference at Brood Awakenings. Folks, I may be in Eastern Europe, but joining us on the line right now, crystal clear, is the queen of health. Is that Marie at It's My Health? Well, it is. Nice to hear your voice. I hope your trip is going well. It is going very well, as a matter of fact, Marie. And I'm also, you know, as you can imagine, it is a grind. It is nonstop. I feel when I get back... I'm definitely going to need to pop in to stay healthy because that's what you do. The other day as I was freezing right at the border, I was thinking, I bet, boy, I wish I could go into It's My Health and get some nice tea to warm up. Oh, see, you should have taken some with you. (laughs) What would be some teas, folks? Again, on the line with us is our friend Marie at It's My Health. What would be some of the teas that you might recommend? Well, we're coming into spring. Spring is the time for detoxification, so I love things like dandelion tea, um, burdock tea, this time of year to just kind of get the stagnation out of the system. So as we're coming into spring, all those wonderful detoxing teas, and they're all pretty tasty too. Now folks, remember, and Marie, I'm seeing a lot of the dogs that are also being evacuated, and I thought of you with... People need to realize if they stop into It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, they could also pick up some nice CBD for their pets. Absolutely. CBD, probiotics, um, things for hip and joints, um, omega-3s, number of things for, for dogs. Folks, again, I will be back at some point, but in the meantime, you can drive right to diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You are the queen of health. You sound terrific. You stay well, and I'm sure I will see you at some point in the next couple of weeks. We'll get you right back to shining (laughs) when you get back. Good. Thank you, Marie. Take care. Thank you. Take care. All right, folks, there it is, Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland.
portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by Realtor Pat Elston. Call Pat today, 401-474-5253. There's a link right directly to her on the website, DePietro.com. Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Pat services all of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Contact Pat Elston today, 401 401- 474-5253 and you can find her right on the website dipetro.com you're listening to the john dipetro show on am 1380 99.9 fm folks remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com check out the website dipetro.com we have original unique exclusive stories videos content all our links to social media facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all right there and that's also the best way to reach me log on at the website depetro.com depetro.com all your firearms ammunition accessories stop it and see the defender of the faith second amendment headquarters is competition shooting supplies located 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. See the owner, John Francis. You can call him at 401-727-1716. Now, remember also, if you want to sell some firearms, maybe you have a collection or there's just some that you don't use, you can also either sell them on consignment or sell them to John Francis. Stop it and see John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. You can also look for them on Facebook. He is always posting new inventory that he has in so whether it's firearms ammunition accessories stop in my gun guy competition shooting supplies 435 benefit street in Pawtucket. take the last exit in rhode island exit 2a drive past the attleboro train station and then right up at the light newport avenue and benefit street take the left i'll see you at competition shooting supplies to check out our website dipetro.com dipetro.com which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Senadale revival comfort food and cocktails located 2025 smith street in north providence shane and his crew what a wonderful job they've done winner of several rhode island best of awards best of rhode island awards the Senadale revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop it and see them 2025 smith street in north providence you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break log on at the website that's also the best way to reach me by the way if you'd like to get in touch with me just scroll down a little bit you'll see a a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute and then also we have some great sponsors there as well it is a happening check it each day it's dipetro.com